new to the Jeremiah Show. It's the Angel Baby Show. This is the story of two sisters talking about the things they love most. Pop culture, social media, entertainment, music, and fashion. And now, the Angel Baby Show, featuring Elise and Ava Lynn. Ava Lynn. I'm so excited to be here. Um, uh, through Jeremiah, we, we're going to start a new radio show where um, we're sisters. And while I'm into like more film and writing, my sister is really interested in music and the music career. Yeah. And we're going to use this radio show to talk about all of those things and more. Yeah, no, yeah. we just we have really fun conversations, you know, about entertainment, about, you know, non-entertainment, but mm-hmm. But we definitely have the foundations like in the business. And um, I was um, on season 22 of The Voice. I was on Camila Cabello's team. Um, And yeah, I'm a singer. I did competitive dance. Um, Elise and I both have done modeling. We've both done cheerleading. Um, Just I've also done like soccer, like kind of randomly. Um, But yeah, no, we um, I'm kind of like, like you said, more of the music. And then you, you know, have done acting, screenwriting, plays. You know. So I, I'm Ava's sister, and my, well, my sister's um, a really established musician. She's in a band at our college. Um, she's going to talk a lot about like the music industry. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about. Um, I've I've done. I've really tried to like get into the entertainment industry. I've interned at a couple of talent agencies and production companies. I love to write. I, I love making short films at my school and like putting on plays with our with our theater club. And so both kind of storytellers in our own ways. Definitely. But um and that's what this radio show is hopefully going to be about. Just mm. us talking about our own experience in entertainment and media, what's going on in entertainment and media, what we right. like. We both were um, interns for a syndicated news magazine show. Yes. So we definitely love some pop culture yeah, and some like, journalism, blog writing. Yeah. 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 No, we definitely, um, I like what you were saying, how like talking about the writing, like I like songwriting, but that you like actually like writing, you know, stories, writing plays. When we were really little, Elise used to like literally write like full on like musicals oh, sometimes. Gosh. And it would be like, what was that song? It was no. about like the polka dot. <laughs> no, or, like, no. Yeah. But anyway, like, she would literally write like so many plays and she'd make all of the cousins, like all of us like um, perform the plays. And it was really fun. So we've just been in a really creative family, I think. Like for sure. Yeah. Our parents are both in entertainment. Our mom is a journalist and our dad is in sports and our little sister she's gonna be a cheerleader which i'm so excited me or she just got all of her little like sparkly bows and we're really girly um we like glitter we like doji cat we like barbie um but yeah no we just we're in a very creative like um i'd say pretty happy family mm-hmm. and um jeremiah higgins who's uh kind of given us this like platform he we met um because I was on The Voice and he had previously interviewed a bunch of people on The Voice. And he's kind of given us this show, given us this platform right. to talk about pretty much anything. And we're just super grateful for it. And, you know, as sisters, we see each other in a lot of, you know, we see each other, the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we see the work that's put into like the entertainment and, right. and the things that we do even outside of college. 
you know, cause we're both college students. We're both, you know, in like weird math classes, but then mm-hmm. we're also, you know, doing self tapes and like, you know, performing in dance on the side. So kind of just like dealing with like the balance of like mm-hmm. stability and also like pursuing what you love is definitely yeah. something we'll be talking a lot about. Cause that's something we both have like kind of mm-hmm. dealt with. Yeah. And it is, we'll talk a lot about just the fear of pursuing careers and art, anything artistic. Yeah. Like um, the school we go to is very finance economic, economic driven. Yeah. And so we Government. really had to kind of find like Ava had to kind of find this band and fi- Ava's also in an acapella group. Yeah. I think is really awesome. I like pitch perfect. Uh, yeah. Literally, literally like pitch perfect, perfect. The movie. So funny. And um, I-, I think that we, you know, our parents were both kind of in their own ways, entrepreneurial like my our dad always worked in sports and entertainment our mom always worked in journalism they always very like company rocky industries that are super creative and i think that was kind of like growing up with parents that were we never had that issue of our parents saying no go be a banker go be an accountant like our parents were always very encouraging for us to to be artistic to take dance classes to do what we Mm -hmm. loved and um so the, the, sometimes I wish I had a little, a little bit of like yeah. a financial advisor. Like, I know. Telling it, me not. It is kind of funny. Like we're almost like the opposite where it's like, we, you know, like have been told to like, you know, be creative and stuff. So it's almost like we like crave the opposite in like a weird way. Yeah. But then again, totally not because we're both going into like entertainment. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, at the end of the day, it's been really fun and we just have so many funny stories so many funny things to say mm-hmm. and we just spend a lot of time together you know mm-hmm. with um with school with the things that we're in the tv show that we work for like even this morning before the zoom like i had an interview we mm-hmm. do lots of interviews with you know other people and hopefully we'll bring on a lot of those yeah. people like today i talked to this director for this george michael documentary wait you have to talk about that a little bit yeah no. that was insane it was insane he was crazy he was like what was um, what was his name his name was simon um i forgot his last name i'm such a bad journalist but he um was the music manager for wham and wow. yeah and he was like really part of this like pivotal um time for wham when they were like trying to get out of this really bad contract because they like weren't making any money from like their royalties or something but anyway yeah i'm i'm reading a book right now about the music industry so hopefully i'll like bring little tidbits about like what i've been learning Mm -hmm. or something and i i love that you get to just through your career and through your industry you you get to you get to talk about people that are like music and like what I love about your career is that you get to meet people through your show, through being on the voice, through this, your internship with California mm-hmm. life. And then you get to hear about people like wham, I mean, yeah. last Christmas and all their songs, like Literally so you just exciting. get such good insight and advice. And hopefully we can share some of that advice yeah, with the show. Totally. I think after break, we're going to talk about social media a lot and, um, just kind of like growing up with it, what we feel about it, kind of like weird social etiquette things. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, yeah, funny stories again. But yeah. Um, but yeah, this is Ava Lynn. And this is Elise. And this is the Angel Baby Show. We'll see you after the break.
Hi everyone, we're back. Um, it's Elise and it's Ava Lynn. And now we, we just kind of introduced ourselves, talked a little bit about my interest in film, her interest in music, and a little bit about what this new radio show Angel Babies is going to be about. And now we really want to kind of start our first episode. We really wanted to talk about social media yeah, and how it impacts our industries and what we want to do with our industries and more just about growing up with it and what yeah. it was like and how it's changed impacting over the years. our social lives for yeah sure. yeah impacting the way that we communicate with people and like weird social etiquette things that like we like just naturally have picked up on mm-hmm. business opportunities stuff like that so i think like just starting off um i got instagram i want to say either at the end of elementary school or like right either before middle school or like right at the beginning of middle school mm-hmm. and you got it in eighth grade um i feel like i remember getting my first instagram in fifth grade but oh, kind okay. of i would go back like i would delete it yeah and then i got it again and it, at first and this is one of because the thing about social media is there's a lot of negative connotations to it and there's mm. definitely we can we both have experiences where social right. media has been horrific but at the same time there's a lot of good in social media and when i first got social media i actually loved it because our family had moved from california to north carolina mm-hmm. and we were in this completely new state across yeah, the country super scary and when social media came out and instagram was a thing um we used to live next door to our cousins and we were super close to them mm-hmm. so moving away felt like we were moving away from our siblings yeah. and i remember loving instagram because i could see what my cousins were posting from across the country and i've been able and we've moved around a lot growing up and mm-hmm. i think initially social media was super awesome because we from moving away in different places we could stay in touch with people and see people that Definitely. we had not seen in years and then even my mom, like she could reconnect from high school friends that she lost touch with mm-hmm. through Facebook and everything. And so that was kind of my initial reaction to social media at the beginning. But I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit about like middle school and how, what it was like having Snapchat and Instagram? And- yeah, no, definitely like weird. It For me, middle school was right when, you know, you start caring about boys, you start caring about those things. And I started thinking about all of my, like, even just like little flings, little mm-hmm. relationships, they all were centered pretty much around Snapchat. Like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, literally all of them, it was like the way that we would text, the connotations, what type of like text you would send, yeah. and like what this specific like period means and what k means instead of okay like literally like things like that and i still like i remember going into college and coming out of high school and being like i the next relationship i want i want it to be like 98 percent like in In person person. because literally i just felt like i was so like weirdly like traumatized from like Mm -hmm. how online like relationships were for me at the time but on the flip side of that when we moved back to california after north carolina i kept in touch so well with my north carolina friends that i would go back for my junior prom like i i left in eighth grade 
And then I would go back for like junior prom. And then I went back like literally so recently to see everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's also like, it's just that like yin and yang, you know, it's like, right. it's just really weird. It is, it, it is awesome just with social media because you do get to see more people and stay connected with them, but it can also make you lazy in a sense where you don't feel a need to physically connect with people and see people because you're already kind of checking in on Snapchat and you think, Oh, I just talked to this person, but that is obviously not the same. And I think it kind of becomes an excuse to, you don't crave the same social interaction because you're on social media. Like, I don't know. No, definitely. And also just, you know, the part where there's just so much FOMO. So like yeah. FOMO is fear of missing out. That's like the acronym <laughs> or whatever. And um, it is so true. It mm-hmm. is like, I literally, we would talk, we both kind of yeah. have a similar story where like we had this like beach party, beach bonfire party. And then someone else in our grade was having an, a, a, yours, yours was crazy though. Actually, you tell yours, you tell yours. No, no. I mean, yours was, we, we were just talking about, um, well, initially, social media, yeah. So it was always kind of like, oh, you would see your friends hanging out without you. And yeah. that in like middle school felt like yeah, the biggest the deal world, ever. Yeah. And then in high school, I feel like social media was so much more about like comparison and money. And, money, and mm-hmm. it was just so hard to see people that had things better than you. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember um, when I first moved back to California, I was like planning a birthday party and I texted a bunch of people and nobody could come and everyone like had a reason. And I thought that's so weird. And so I didn't end up doing anything. And then I went on Instagram and this girl who had the same birthday as me at my grade took all of, all of her friends on a private jet. (laughs) They were sophomores in high school, first of all, on her private jet and went up to San Francisco Mm -hmm. and like did a whole girls weekend in San Francisco. And that just crushed me. Yeah, like 16. I don't know why, like that was probably the cherry on top or just social media, like things you don't want to see. Like I did not need to know that. Literally. But, um, and then you had kind of a similar thing. Yeah. This girl in my grade and she was like, okay, well, like, we like kind of made this arrangement that she was going to do it like an hour earlier than mine or something. And then everyone was going to come from hers because we kind of shared friends. We had like similar friends, but we weren't close enough to have like a shared party. Yeah. Yeah. And it was already planned and everything. And it was kind of like this plan that they were going to come to like mine. And then I remember like all these people like, just like were calling me and we're like, I'm really sorry. I can't make it like whatever. (laughs) And I was like, okay. I mean, it was definitely, just one of those where like and then again after that whole day already sucked i had to see pictures of right. what they were doing Posts. i had to see yeah. pictures of what they were doing while i was like sitting alone you know like at my mm-hmm. 17th birthday party or whatever but you know it, and it's hard like it's it just hard. really hard i think at those ages because we will always think of like like our mom social media came into her life when she was in her forties. Right. And she had already had her middle school, her high school drama without social media, but we will always associate social media and the introduction of it during the time that we were also entering middle school and high school. And those are already periods where you have more social drama, more insecurities, you're more self-conscious. And so I didn't really notice 
that big of a difference of my life before social media and after, because I just assumed, oh, middle school, like, yeah. <laughs> this is a given. And, um, and, you know, it is weird too, I would say, with like, how active we are outside yeah like i i just feel like sometimes it'll be a beautiful sunny day and i will go and i'll be on my phone like on my bed Mm -hmm. and that's so bad and i feel terrible about it but there's something very addicting about the phone and and wanting to see what everyone else is doing yeah what's hard too is i want to like capture everything Mm -hmm. and I literally, I was thinking back about concerts and we went to this Ariana Grande concert and my phone died within like the first 20 minutes of the performance. Mm -hmm. And I literally have like convinced myself that I can't remember that Ariana Grande concert more than like a Justin Bieber concert that I have like all documented, like on my phone, like in this weird way, like, because I like took a photo of it, it like validated it, that it happened for me instead of just having like normal memories and just being like, Oh yeah, well I was just there. And like, it makes me sad just as a musician, like seeing videos of artists on stage, connecting with the audience every single person and i get it like i'm the same person has their phone like this taking a video right of the and artist that's not like there, right in living. front of them uh-huh. and it's like it makes me so sad because yeah. like if i one day have this big audience of people and i'm like connecting with them and they all have phones in front of their face i feel like i'm gonna be like get off your phone like yeah, or something well, like i'm just gonna be so mad it is like i i don't know i think there's some i feel like and I'm going to sound so annoying, but I feel like I'm not on my phone as much at things like that. You're or, way better than me. For no, sure. not even more. I think just sometimes like my eyes hurt from the screen. Or I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, but yeah. I, I remember like at Coachella one year and I like this is kind of a bad story, but we wanted to go to Harry Styles and my one and it was overlapping with Big Sean and I was only went to Coachella to see Harry Styles. Yeah, no, I we were both. Yeah. And um, I lost my phone at the Big Sean concert and we had to leave right away to go to Harry's. But I was going to, OK, I'm going to try to find my phone for the next 30 yeah. minutes. And so I looked around everywhere. Long story short, I lost my phone, couldn't find it anywhere, showed up to Harry's concert pretty late and was like crying. Like I was so stressed not having my phone. But then I don't know, like there was something about just going for the rest of the weekend without my phone and just like fully like just there staring at the person with my own eyes and not looking at a screen and there is something about just a concert without your phone that it was definitely different and i I liked it better it's funny i lost my phone too like you know yeah we both yeah we both lost our phones cost so much Mm -hmm. money but but i will say like I think if I just went with like one of my like digital cameras or something or like a disposable camera, like that's all I need. Like I wouldn't even need a phone. Like I, I really just like care about like having like a photo or something or like a video, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, my, I was going to ask you, cause I, I kind of have some things that at least have changed for me since quarantine that have made social media a lot more manageable but what are some things that you do and not be addicted to social media no so i feel like after the voice i got verified on instagram Mm -hmm. i got a lot more followers and um just overall more notifications like at the end of the day and i 
I think I was going a little bit crazy. Like I felt like I was on my, like my screen time was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I noticed after high school, I like, or even just in college, I had girls, guys, people that would come up on my feed and my heart. I can't even explain it. Like would instantly sunk, sink into my stomach, whether mm-hmm. it was like NX or some random girl that like made, me, jealous feel about, made yeah. me jealous, made me feel bad about myself. And not even that it's their fault. Like it's yeah. just because like of the place I was at. And like, and so what I did is instead of unfollowing everyone, because that's kind of something that like, if you unfollow someone, it's like, you guys have beef, right? It's like known and everyone makes a big deal about it. Like, Oh, she unfollowed me or she followed or he followed me, whatever. Instead of unfollowing or like following people, I muted them. So I muted their stories and their posts. So I was still friends with them. I was still connected with them. If I wanted to see their posts, if they wanted to see mine, nothing was affected like that. But it was just the day-to-day feed posts that I like cut out from mm-hmm. my life. And it honestly helped so much. I literally did this ginormous detox before 2023, December, where I literally just muted all the people on my phone and on my social media that like gave me or anything like that. And honestly, to this day, I kind of forgot about the people I muted and like, and then I like went back and I, I kind of laughed. I was like, oh my gosh, why did I mute this person? Like, you know, yeah. they don't really have that much of an effect yeah. on me. <laughs> but at the time, like I literally made my wallpaper on the phone, like protect your peace. Like I was really like going through it apparently. Like mm-hmm. I really like needed to like have a detox. Um, but yeah, no, I... I did that and it really helped, uh-huh. like genuinely helped so much. And I've always gone through phases where I'm like, I'm going to delete Snapchat. I'm going to delete it. And then I find I can't make social plans the same way because I have, I don't have everyone's number. Mm-hmm. And it, I just think that's so funny. Like, yeah, I am way more likely to have someone Snapchat than to have their number. That's, that's, the, it's funny because. I'm the complete opposite. Like I, if I'm going to make any plans or I'm working with someone or I'm communicating with someone, I always text them. I never use Snapchat. Snapchat for me is almost like a very funny social send selfies to my really close friends or take a funny video, but I don't really communicate. If anything, I feel like I DM people more on Instagram, which is really, that's, yeah, I don't know. No, that's funny. And I remember we definitely have like different experiences like you there are things there are private stories on snapchat (laughs) and it's silly but it's like for me i've had a private story for forever and it's just like a close group of friends and like i post whatever i want but you like have never had a private story but you give me so no but honestly like i give you like crap for it but it's actually super admirable because (laughs) you just post to like all of your people yeah. you know what i'm saying it's not like you are filtered for like just these group well, of people i mean that's what we were going to talk about earlier is kind of the social etiquette there's so so many layers because we've social media has been on our lives for probably like a decade now i yeah. mean 2023 2013 I, I mean i remember like instagram i was really young but and And so we've just learned so, so many kind of ridiculous, but just unspoken rules to social media. And and one thing that is kind of big in social media are like your private 
story versus your main story and close friends on Instagram. But then close friends becomes weird because I feel like these private stories on Snapchat, it's actually more just, it's a long list of people that become your close friends on your private story. And if someone adds you to their private story, then you feel obligated to add them to yours. And it's just this whole like, oh, well, you're on my private story, but this person yeah. isn't. And I honestly just didn't want to deal. Like I, yeah. if I'm going to have a close friend, it, there's going to be like two people yeah, on that no. story. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just kind of posted for everyone. I was like, I don't, this is, I mean, it's posting yeah. no matter what. So it's going to go down. No, everyone. and it's funny because when you try and explain these type of things like to mom, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, well, I'm on his private story, but he's not on mine because that's weird. And mom's like, what? Like, like you know, it's like, so she's confusing. like, what's a private story? Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? It really is a like sometimes I want to take our conversations out of context and they make no sense. They make no sense. When we're talking yeah, about, no, oh my gosh, it's so weird. He he swiped up on my I don't even know yeah. what to say, but it's so it's, it is it's weird. another language. It's like, oh, he left me on open and I don't want to double snap. And like, should I send like a face selfie or should I send like a chat? And like, you know what I'm saying? Like so many things so much of our like daily vocabulary is something that like we especially well we were funny when we were kids we used to like talk in like gibberish and uh-huh. like pretend we had like secret uh-huh. language but now i feel like we actually do or at least, uh, at least our generation has this like own language of like actually like having just different uh-huh. different vocabulary and different yeah. things that we have to worry about as kids and like I remember even just like I remember getting like angry one time like at one of our parents or something where I was just like well like you'll never know like how much anxiety and how much like mm-hmm. how much stuff we have to deal with on top of like you said the high school and the middle school mm-hmm. and the college drama like it's just like an added stress you it know? is an added stress and it's just an added layer of things to think about like it's it's kind of sad even today, like when you want to post a music video and you want to post a singing video or anything, and that's a whole other realm. Oh, I didn't even promoting your career. I, like, I never posted a music, like a, a singing cover video. Yeah. Literally until like I was on The Voice. Because like, posting, I yeah. needed the validation to be on like a national television show in order to post it for like my high school friends. Because, because I was how worried I was going to get ridiculed. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Like it's it's actually crazy. And like the like it, anxiety behind it is crazy. But we can know, talk about I it I feel forever. like we bashed, <laughs> we bashed more than we talked about the positives. But, you know, hopefully if if anyone was listening to that entire thing, you know, they heard the the positives a little bit, you know, just about like we can stay connect in touch, to connecting with people. And, and, and also um, just with your, in, like you can get a following and get a platform for what you're Exactly. Yeah. Business so, opportunities, business, LinkedIn, yeah. networking. I mean, it's all much easier than I'm sure it was back then. 100%. And, um, you know, just photo shoots, gigs, things like mm-hmm. that, that we both kind of thrive off of. Yeah. We get, we get from Instagram. Like, yeah, you know, all pretty much every modeling thing I've gotten has been from me to Instagram. And um, that and that's kind of where like, well, ho- hopefully we didn't scare like social media. Too I know much. we're going like, to be like, there's this is what happens on our private store. Everyone's like, what is a private story? But, but um, um, now yeah. we're going to talk about 
I think we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break, yeah. and then we're gonna talk a little bit about Ava and music, and yeah, more about her career. We're gonna we're gonna switch off. We're gonna talk about me, and then we're gonna talk about Elise, and then and then we'll be done. But yeah, yeah no, you'll you'll get to know us a little bit more. Um, but this is the Angel Baby Show. I'm Ava Lynn. I'm Elise, and we'll see you after the break. Angel Babies. We just talked a little bit about social media. And now um, I'm Elise and I am going to be asking my sister Ava about music and a little bit about her career in music, what she likes in music, what she doesn't like in the music industry. Um, kind of do a little bit of a rapid fire question. Yeah. Um, get to know more just about things that I, I'm actually curious. I just don't know about. Yeah. Um, okay. I would say my first question is what is something that you're currently listening to right now? Well, we both, I feel like, get really, <laughs> get into, like, female rappers. Like, I feel like we have, like, phases of, like, female rappers. And right now we're listening to, like, Dochi. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a lot of songs that are popular on TikTok um, that just have a lot of character to them. Right. Like, she, um, I think she's the one that sings what it is or something. But anyway, but... Also, at the same time, like, I want to name all these, like, random, like, underground artists that I listen to, like, five of their songs. But I really am just, like, a mainstream girl. And it's funny. I feel like now it's, like, not cool to be mainstream. It, like, you go, like, I feel like society goes through, goes through mm-hmm. phases where it's, like, cool to be mainstream and it's, like, not cool to be mainstream. But, like, whenever I'm at, like, music camps or, like, anything like that or even, like, The Voice... Like for me to be like, yeah, I love Justin Bieber and I love Ariana Grande and I love, you know, like, this is another Mm -hmm. one, like Morgan Wallen, like people like that. And it's just 
instantly like oh of course like she loves all these artists like i really do they're they're mainstream for a reason like (laughs) i have like very strong opinions about this Mm -hmm. like i like obviously they're so good they're good enough to have just like a huge following post malone doja cat like um did you feel pressure when you were on the voice and you were with all these established musicians to kind of if people asked you what kind of music do you like or who do you look up to, did you feel a pressure to list some obscure indie artist or or did you just own the fact that you love mainstream? I almost feel like I had that experience when I was younger. I went to this camp called Grammy camp and it was way more like it it was through USC Mm -hmm. and there were some really like talented songwriters and we were all really young. Like it was like a high school, like camp. And that was definitely a time where I was like, I want to list the, like the most indie artists that I have like in my phone. Like, I don't want to say any of the artists that I actually like. The voice was a little, I think I was just a little bit older than like, I was like 18 by then. And I was like, okay, I love Justin Bieber. Like, there's just nothing I can do about it. Like, I was just like, I love him. Um, yeah. So I felt like by the time of the voice, I was a little bit more like a little more comfortable, mm-hmm. but, um, but definitely like during that camp, I was like, Mm-hmm. so bad i like just wanted to say all the indie artists like you know but i i love that about you and i think that the ownership and i feel the same way and okay my, my final question is speaking of like mainstream artists and people that have definitely made it um you're a combination between like country pop r&b yeah you really do it all is there a specific artist that you really look up to or would love to have their career yeah i mean honestly any artist that doesn't really have a really specific genre I look up to just in general. I think Kelly Clarkson does a really mm-hmm. good job of that. Um, she, like, I, it's hard to even say what her genre is, yeah. especially because she sounds amazing in literally every Everything. genre. So honestly, Kelly Clarkson, I really look up to. She also has, like, literally the most insane voice ever. Mm-hmm. And even, like, Justin Bieber, in a weird way, I feel like doesn't have a specific genre yeah. because at the end of the, he's obviously pop. Like he is pop, but if anyone that's as big of like a fan as like we are, like he kind of it's country he, country. Yeah. Like he's done country covers. He's done, you know, with Dan and Shay. And then he's also done like, what was that? Chate fast cars or something mm-hmm. cover. He did like kind of indie a little bit. But anyway, anyone that doesn't have a genre, I really look up to. Obviously, Camila Cabello, my coach, like, I kind of picked her because she didn't have a genre, and I love her songs, and, but yeah, no. That's, right. that's well, kind of, yeah. It's great to hear, it's great to hear about your taste and, yeah. and a little combination of what you like and what you hope to be like, so. For sure. Thanks yeah. for asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> but after the break, um, I'm going to be asking Elise questions about her acting her inspirations and um writing so uh come back to hear more about elise Ah, okay
like a fat, yeah Like to keep on wanting more He asked me, don't you where you at, huh? Evelyn and I'm Elise and this is the Angel Baby Show and Elisa just um, quizzed me a little bit about my music taste kind of what I like what I don't like who I look up to um, and I'm kind of gonna do the same a little bit about her acting about her writing Elisa's written plays since she was like like out of the womb I swear um, but what has been your favorite role that you've ever played Oh my gosh, uh, that's such a fun question. I feel like um, I would say I was Wendy and Peter Pan. That was and so cute. That was really fun. So cute. Um, because it was one of the biggest roles I had gotten in a musical. And I'm not a great singer. Or I, I'm more of like the musical singer. So that was really stressful trying to sing on stage. So I applaud you for being able <laughs> to do that. Um, but I was so close to my cast and Peter Pan. My It's so funny. My... The, the girl that was in Peter Pan with me, she, the girl that played Peter Pan is now an actual actress on TV and she's in the new Monster High series. Oh my God. She plays fun. Claudina. I know. And so wait, that's so fun. I know. I almost want to tell her Mrs. Sturgis. Yeah, director, no, like, literally. Look at her go. But, um, but yeah, so that was by far my favorite. I loved that role. That role, I, I remember just watching and being so enamored. I mean, like, oh, it's my older sister. Um, but yeah, no, so you've obviously done a lot of stage acting. Um, if you could pick one, like, movie character that you think would just be so fun to, like, be in or, like, oh act in or, like, even just, like, a movie in general or the type of movie, it's kind of an open-ended question. Like, just, like, a movie that you think would be super fun to, like, be in or, like, what character you think would be fun. Oh my, that's sorry. That was like such a hard question. No, that is a hard question. I, I don't know. I did a ton of like Shakespeare and period pieces. So I love anything from like, not even a period piece film, but when a film is like an, like Clueless is an adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma. And it just has that like romantic comedy plot. And it's so good. I love any book or any movie, any movie that comes from a book. I think those are always a little bit better. Um, I would love, I love Holly Golightly in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Audrey oh, Hepburn. Cute. I was her for Halloween one that's year. So, so that, cute. That's that'd a good be answer. so fun. But um, yeah, that is a tough question. You no, know, I know. Really- <laughs> I literally, but it's, it is fun though. When, you know, you're an actor, you're a singer, like thinking about like a dream role. Right. Yeah. No, it's just so much fun. But what is a dream like position for you as a writer? Uh, I would say as a writer, you know, I really go back and forth on because I, I definitely in like school and in my interests, I I go around a lot of different avenues of whether I'm acting in a short film, I'm writing the script for a short film, I'm directing it. And so I think writing is by far what comes the most naturally to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have the most writing under my belt, like mm-hmm. I can physically show you my writing mm-hmm. more so. Um and so I would love one day um, 
I don't know. My my roommate and I are both lit majors and we both love to write short stories. I would love to get something published one day or be a tell. Actually, no, I would love to be a television writer yeah. on a TV series mm-hmm. and just I you have so much such to great- pull from, too. That would be so You know what? Fun. We should do literally a whole episode because we went to different high schools. I went to a big sporty high school. You went to like a really just insane high school. We should just talk about like crazy high school like experiences because you have so many amazing stories from your <laughs> high school. Like yeah. we literally talk about making that into like you making that into like a screenplay. Well, that, that, that's, that's definitely how I like to write. I always write based on something that I've experienced, something I've seen seeing yeah. real people i love studying people yeah. and writing about them so be careful no i'm just kidding no literally <laughs> but, um, that's like me when I, yeah. I write songs i'm like but that's definitely yeah i, I would love to like write more yeah you know? no i mean honestly i look up to your writing so much you literally, literally just won like an award for your writing at um the college we're at and thank you it definitely is not like i'm always like like i'm like can you look over this like final and you're like yeah no but no you're no. just like so multi-talented but yeah no this is literally such a random question and does not have anything to do with acting but i also know that we love like makeup and stuff but if you had a makeup line or literally any like cosmetic like line what would you call it oh my i already have the answer to this no, and i know you have the answer this. to this so i want you to say it. no because we love makeup and i always wanted to do a makeup brand called sugar plum sugar plum cosmetics or something yeah. because my mom calls me sugar plum so and we just cute. have a lot of like pet names yeah no, but, um, it would so be like weird. purple everything but so thank you so much for asking questions about me yeah. that was really fun no i know this- we like we'll definitely do like some more like rapid fire maybe even more like random questions those like, are fun yeah, yeah and like just kind of we have a lot of like really weird hot takes like um who's that actor that you like love that i nicholas cage yeah, yeah we'll talk about the most random things on the show and i'm so excited to be here i cannot thank jeremiah enough for giving this to us this is so fun and it goes by really fast yeah like, no it goes by we so fast talk for hours but yeah no this show we just kind of went over ourselves elise and Evelyn um talked about my time of the voice talked about your time um writing and acting and then we just kind of dove into like social media, entertainment, social etiquette that we just have to worry about yeah. now, now that we live in a different world. And then, um, yeah, we at least interviewed me about just like music and like uh-huh. taste. And then I interviewed Elise about dream roles and um, what a makeup line, what yeah. she would call a makeup <laughs> line. But yeah, no, um, that i think is it for today we have a lot of thank yous thank you jeremiah higgins for being our thank executive you so producer much. Oh thank you richard dr d um for being our <laughs> sound engineer um and then yeah we just are really grateful to be on um on the show having the show together we're sisters we love yeah. to talk obviously we talk a lot we talk really fast um, but we love each other and we just have lots to say and we hope that you guys come back and listen and um yeah if you want to follow us on instagram or tiktok or literally anything yeah. m- all of mine are going to be avalyn thurson a-v-a-l-y-n-n-t-h-u-r-e-s-s-o-n and elise um same here all of my stuff is my first and last name elise thurson e-l-i-s-e-t-h-u-r-e-s-s-o-n um, my TikTok is squishy bubble <laughs> You don't have to follow that. Oh, that's, that's really funny. silly. Oh, that's a great. But, <laughs> that's so okay. but yeah, thank no. you. Thank you so much nice for joining us. Here.
Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at Jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound producer engineer Richard Dr. D. Dugan. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. And me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.